For sure. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know about that, Lord. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, your stories are really good, Jan. Jan started writing stories recently, and they're really good. Ask her. She can. I just throw that out there. She can let you read them. Um, so today, we're going to do something exciting. Does it sound really weird? Keep talking. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Sounds like I'm in a, a box or something. Like I'm in the waters and I'm drowning. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, now there's a little wind tunnel now. Maybe we just need to like, oh, we're getting in the glory right now of the oceans. The Lord's like, well, he's going to sing it. Let's do it. How about that? Let me use another, let me turn this microphone off and see if it's my mic. How about that? Yeah. Whoa. I kind of like the oceans. I'm not going to lie. That was kind of nice. It was soothing. <laughs> All right. Um, so something that what we're going to do today, was it two weekends ago that the ladies did uh, the IF gathering conference here and had quite a few just last. So it wasn't. Oh, it was just a week ago. That's right. That's right. My bad. My B. My bad. Last weekend. Uh, we had a pretty good turnout, too, didn't we, ladies? 30-something ladies showed up, which is really, really cool. So the next several weeks, and what I talked about a little bit last week, I want to talk about and discuss what does it mean to be the body of Christ. And I really want to get into the gifts of the Spirit alongside of um, the fruit of the Spirit and become really practical like, what does it mean, like, actually going through some these gifts and talking about what they look like and us examining them and, hey, we're supposed to, I'm here to build you up and you're here to build me up and, like, really think about that and how that works together with what we're doing, all right? Because when the body's working all in one accord, it's amazing. So, hey, this is a great example of it today is there's some ladies that we're going to get to hear from that I, don't know, I probably don't hear from enough of. Let me rephrase that. Some ladies we're going to get to hear from that we don't hear enough from. Uh, and so we've got five ladies that are going to share some things the Lord gave them. I might have a little something to tack on on the end. It just depends on if we're long-winded or not, ladies. Because Tennessee Vols are playing a, a basketball game at noon. And that's a, that's a joke. The Lord is 100% first. You all know that. I'll be here till 3 if, I, if, if, if the Lord wants to. I'm happy with that. But... With that, with that said, let's uh, let's go ahead. So, who? I didn't do an order. Who wants to be first? Wow. See, men, we need to take a we need to look at this right here. Okay. Whenever we do something like this, I want to have a come on, Natalie. You're good. Whenever whenever we do something like this, I want to see. So let's go. All right, let's go. Let's go! Yeah, see? All right. I'm, I'm doing that so they start to do that when I get up here. All right, thank you. Okay, I'm glad he didn't have an order because I thought if he has an order, I'm going to just obey and do the order. If I'm not first, it's okay. But I'm not first because I think I'm going to be the best. <laughs> I'm first because i got to get it done. <laughs> um, but I thought it was really important to share with you guys today. So thank you for giving us this opportunity. Um, the if gathering sounds pretty obscure. If 
gathering. What does the IF stand for? We're gathering, but what are we doing? It was pretty um, ambiguous <laughs> to me before joining, and I thought, well, I don't really know what to expect. I will invite a couple people, and we'll see what happens. Those couple people didn't come, and I didn't push it, because I thought, I really don't know what it's going to be. So it was kind of like a retreat. Um, those of us that went had to carve out the time. And time is super high value for a lot of people um, in America. But for me, I find that it is even my love language, uh, quality time. If you get my time, then I am loving you. And if I receive time from you, you are loving me, and I am feeling that love. So I carved out the time. We carved it out, and we did it. And it was, it was Friday night, and then all of Saturday. Um, and a lot was taken from it um, for different people in different ways. Um, the theme was, I believe, was God is more powerful than the darkness around us. And one of the songs that we sang over and over, there was a lot of good preaching at this uh, conference or retreat, and there were wonderful songs, and we worshiped a lot. Hang on. One of the songs was Reckless Love, and we sang it, I don't know, two or three or four times. Maybe it felt like four and it was only two. Um, No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up. No wall you won't kick down, no lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There were so many good songs, but that song somehow stuck with me more at this retreat, too, I know um, that, you know, he sings that you would leave the 99. He leaves the 99. Um, And that's maybe, maybe the way I feel it isn't in the context of what scripture, the scripture says about that. Um, Or maybe it is in context. I don't feel like a person who's in sin, but... I am, and I need my church community to show me how sinful I am, because when I'm not with you, I don't see all my faults. I can just, like, say, yeah, I'm not doing anything bad. I'm a pretty good person, but when I was with the ladies last week and when I'm with you every Sunday and any chance I get to be with you, and with other believers at work, anywhere where the church is, I get to be refined by God. I don't want to live in a, in a lie. Um, it can be comfortable for a while, but it's not real life. So I love the idea that... Um, Jesus would leave the 99 for me. But the cool thing is, he really doesn't even have to. Um, Shepherds maybe would have to because they were people. (laughs) 
but Jesus is bigger than that. And I'm so thankful that he's not leaving anybody else to come for me, but he's coming for all of us. Um, there was one speaker who was interviewed um, who used to be in full-time missions, and she is now a real estate agent in Southern California. She is a lifestyle missionary, and that is what I believe we all are. Um, no matter what job you have full-time, if you're ministry full-time, that's wonderful. And if you're doing something else um, to make a living, that's wonderful. And God is with us everywhere. In fact, something that John mentioned just now reminded me, this real estate agent, she said, we have this idea of putting God first. And she said, and that's not wrong, but she kind of said it's wrong. Because <laughs> she said, God is in everything and with us everywhere. God is not first. God is all the time everywhere in our life and in our work and in everywhere we go. So, yes, kind of God first and kind of God all the time. Um, so, anyway, at the end of the retreat, when the hosts on the video said, save the date, March 3rd and 4th, everybody looked around in the room and lit up and said, yes, definitely, we're doing this again. <laughs> and I'm going to invite more people, and I'm going to invite them again and again. Um, anyway, that was what I got. Ms. Julie's been with us for about a month, and she just jumps right in. I like it. Well, I got the memo. We're wearing pink. <laughs> I sat at Meg's table, Megan's table. She, uh, um, I didn't make Friday night, but I got here Saturday morning. But I have to say, you know, Satan always, one of the ladies told me, that Satan tells you two things and then the Holy Spirit tells you one thing. I think I'm getting it right. Because I, I got up that morning thinking, well, my car might not start. I was already negative. You know, I might not be able to make it again. I don't really have anything to wear. You know, I don't know what to wear. These ladies will be so foo-foo and pretty. And so, you know, I'm old and it's, uh, uh, you know. And then, this, and then the third thing said, no, I really want to go. This is my second, this is the second time I've been to F event. So the first time I went, though, the church was really large, and it was a really big production. And that's why I was nervous about what to wear and things, because it was really a fancy, formal thing. When I got here, I was so relieved. I know this is probably not what you want to hear, but um, I'll tell you this part first. I was so relieved when I got here because some of the ladies that I don't remember everybody's names, they all knew my name. And so they made me feel very welcome. And they didn't chastise me for not making it on a Friday night. I didn't get in trouble or anything. And I was still welcomed um, to a table and really fast. And you know, the ladies were, not to put them on the spot, but they were so, so welcoming. I felt like I knew everyone for so long, forever. And there was mothers with little children sitting on the floor 
during the event. No one was, you know, we didn't have a nursery that you had to take your children to. The children were all so well behaved and just everything was just so perfect. So God was all in it from the minute it started to the minute it ended. And I just, I, that kept coming into my mind. Of course, I won't read all my notes to you, but I'm a note taker. So I had this book going and I had, I grabbed the coloring sheets that you're supposed to use to feel comfortable in color, but I was writing everything, you know, that everybody was saying. But three words stick in my mind, that's all I'm gonna say. Empowerment and the energy and everyone was involved. I just, I can't make, it, you know, you could talk and talk and talk, but um, I think um, something about what God really thinks about me or what I think about God or how to get more involved in community, this, this energy on the screen was all through our room in just a matter of just moments. And all the ladies around on the tables, the people were from out of town that were here too. And, and it was fun because we were all comparing ideas and we were all full of confidence and we were ready to go out and meet the world. And isn't that how we all should feel all the time anyway? So um, I think that the sisterhood and the event, I think we could do that every Sunday when we come in. Um, like Megan saying, I got my memo to wear pink. And um, uh, today, um, I just believe that as a, a body of believers, that activities like that um, are encouraged. Thank you to the church for allowing us to have it. And then the women that were here and that set it all up because I kept looking, not to make any men feel funny, but I kept looking for men at the end, you know, to come in and these tables and chairs and everything. I, I kept saying, where's the team of men coming in to put every, all the chairs back up? And the girls go, oh, we, we're doing it, you know. And I have to say, it's nice to be part of a group of people that everyone shares equally in, in responsibilities and things. And it made me feel even more part of the family and stuff. Um, so I would say what I got most out of it, besides getting to know everybody a lot better, um, being here, being a new person, I didn't feel like a new person anymore, and I felt like I'd been here forever and ever, so I want to thank everybody for that. But the empowerment of women and ministry, um, just the empowerment and the feeling of, of what the Holy Spirit is telling us all and how we don't have to keep it inside, it definitely is. You know, there's a little, song, a little song, I'm not a song person, so I can't carry a tune, but there's a little song about blowing out the, the light of mine. That was exactly what I could think of that Saturday, because everyone, there was no light being blown out, and everyone was in their own little way being able to share what the Holy Spirit meant to them, so. Yeah, come up here, my pink sister. Yeah, pink sisters. Man, it's hard to choose what to share, to be honest with you. But one thing I do want to share is, uh, well, number one, I'm going to plug Wednesday night, prayer night. want to plug that because we're still going strong, people. And uh, some of you were there, and uh, I specifically prayed that I would meet and know Julie. And y'all, she walked through that door, and I made a beeline. I probably scared her. I was like, Julie! <laughs> So I'm, I'm thankful, Julie, that you came, and I'm thankful I got to know you better. Uh, this was a blessing. This was, for me, the first women's event since COVID, since before COVID, um, which, man, 
It's a long time to go. Um, there were two speakers that really stood out to me. There was a woman named Christine Kane from Australia. Um, and y'all, man, she's a gifted preacher. So gifted. Um, but she took a story from First Kings. Um, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, and I'm not going to preach her sermon, but I just want to share what was just so neat about it. Um, the widow of Zarephath. Do y'all know who that is? Some of you do. Some of you don't. And I'm, I'm going to remind you because she's mentioned in the New Testament. And I got to tell you, I, this was just so neat to me. So anyway, let me just tell you. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Um, and we're talking about Elijah here. Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. Now, I'm just going to stop right there because this is what I did not realize. This is the home. Does anybody know whose home this is? Bible scholars, shut your mouths. It is Jezebel's homeland, y'all. And if you, know, if you don't know Jezebel, we can talk later, but not a very good place to go, okay? This is a land of darkness. So God has sent him to the middle of darkness, and he says, I have commanded a widow. And if you know anything about this culture, widows are like the lowest of the low, okay? I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am, listen to this, I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Well, welcome. Welcome to our land. That is, that is who God sent him to. And um, the story goes on, and she does make bread, and God supplies, he, he supplies them for days and days and days with food. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and flip over to Luke, where this is mentioned, because I think it's important to make the connection to Jesus. Let's see here, Luke, oh, blast, did I write it down? Luke um, 4, got everything falling out of my Bible up here. This is, this is when he's gone back to his homeland, you know, and he's not very welcomed, right? I tell you the truth, he continued. Yeah, this is verse 24 out of chapter 4. No prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time. Many win widows in Israel, okay? But when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land, yet Elijah was not sent to any of them but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. Now, I realize you all aren't going to hear the whole sermon because it, 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 this one just it hit me, okay? God sent Elijah to a place that if we had been God, we would have never sent him. We, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't think, oh, I'm going to 
I'm going to find the hope in the middle of the darkness. I don't think that, and we know that's the God we serve, and it's just a good reminder over and over again of that. But there were a few things that she said. The unlikely places that God mostly sends us to is actually where we are right now. Think about that for a second. We can't be here and want to be there because the there is now here. Do y'all remember that? The ladies that were there, she kept doing this thing. She's like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm here, but I'm going to wait till we're there. Well, now there is here. So, you know, she just did this back and forth. Like, we just give excuse after excuse after excuse. Oil and flour, that's all the widow had. Bring it and see what God can do. He just asked that we show up with what we have. God cannot multiply what you do not recognize. I absolutely loved this story from her because it made me think many things about ministry. It made me think my doubts of where God can work, my doubts of where God chooses for us to go, my reminder that instead of thinking of where to go, maybe I should just think about where I am. Um, when I don't think I have what I need, y'all, this whole book is full of stories of people not having what they need. And we're told over and over and over again that they, they just need to show up and be available and God will use them. So that was a huge thing for me. Um, the, the one other thing I just wanted to bring out was a speaker, I can't remember exactly who it was, but she used the scripture from Psalms about, search me, O God, Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. She did a whole deal on this, but the big thing that stood out to me is she said, stop asking God to show you. Ask him to search you, examine you, because we are called to be holy like he is holy. And I don't think we see things because we, are, we haven't stopped and allowed him to examine us, to show us in ourselves what we need to change. So that, that was one thing that stood out to me. I want to read the, the theme verse, and I love it. It's, it's another coloring page, Julie, the other one that you didn't get. Um, it's from 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16, and this was kind of their, their theme verse, though not many of the speakers mentioned it, but I was reading over it, and this is from the message. So roll up your sleeves, get your head in the game, be totally ready to receive the gift that's coming when Jesus arrives. Don't lazily slip back into those old grooves of evil, doing just what you feel like doing. You didn't know any better then, you do now. As obedient children, let yourselves be pulled into a way of life shaped by God's life, a life energetic and blazing with holiness. God said, I am holy, you be holy. It was mentioned, your old story will try to hijack areas of your life changed this weekend. How many of us have attended a retreat or heard a sermon on a Sunday and we're like, yeah, 
And then if you asked us Monday what the sermon was about, we're like, um, hmm. And I know for those of you that preach, you enjoy when people two weeks later say, hey, I remember what you said. And you're like, oh, something stuck. Ladies, I, I, I do not want to forget what we learned. And a big thing was community. Um, this is our community. And uh, it is my prayer that we continue on with our community and that we um, encourage each other with the lessons we've learned. So I'll, I'll give it to the next person. Who'd like to go next? Hi. Um, okay, so first I just want to tell Selena thank you, and she doesn't want me to say this, but Selena, thank you for being um, faithful with having the If Gathering here, because I know you've gone to it before at other churches, and I would have never gone if it was at some other church. And so thank you for having it here and for encouraging us to invite people, because I invited two of my friends, and they actually came. And um, they came prepared, like every speaker that came up, I was like, who is that? What was their name? And they're like, it's so-and-so, and she wrote these three books. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know. Bring me the books. So now I have a big book list. Um, so thank you, Selena, for organizing it and doing that. Um, and then the other thing I was going to tell you guys is that my two friends who came, I said, hey, I'm going to share, like, we've been invited to share. Do you guys want to share something? They're like, yes, we do. And I was like, okay, well, you just send me and I'll read it for you. And they didn't send me anything. So I was just going to read what they said and then I was going to sit down and then they didn't say anything. So I guess I'm going to talk now. <laughs> um, and then I was like, I want to talk about Christine Kane. Surely no one else will. And then Megan just said all the things that I wanted to say. So I'm still going to read the things that I decided I would say. And I guess that we just need to hear this message because we're going to hear it twice. Amy, are you talking about Christine Kane? Okay, good. Okay. Okay. So, yes, the thing that really spoke to me was the same thing that spoke to Megan, that here, like the idea of here I am, send me. And we're like, yeah, when God sends me there, I'm going to do all these great things for God. And when you're there, there becomes here. And we often forget that our here used to be the there that we were waiting to be sent to. And so she talked about how you are here because that is the there that God has sent you to. So don't keep imagining where you're going to go. You're here and you're supposed to be here. And I love planning for the future. Like it's my favorite thing. When um, John was talking about the body, like Matt, this morning, we finished practice, and he was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, it's going to be the greatest. Like, it's going to be so good. Everything's going to be fine because I love the future, and everything's good in the future. And he was like, I, I need you because I don't ever think it's going to go well. And I was like, but it always is going to go well. It's great. So that's just where I live. Like, I just live in planning for what we're going to do next. Like, my favorite question in the whole world is, like, what's next? I'm like, oh, let's go. Like, I'm ready to think about what's next. And God has called me to be here. And that is something that I really have to listen to and think about, like, being here has value. And that is um, a good reminder for me. So hold on a minute. Okay, so Greg had talked la the week before about faithfulness versus outcomes. 
which I remembered. Good job. Um, because the thing I love almost as much as planning is outcomes. I love it when things go well, and I love data and analyzing outcomes and thinking about how good things are going to be. So I just really love outcomes, and we have not been called to great outcomes. We have been called to faithfulness. And so that just was kind of underlined in that story of the widow. You know, she didn't have to make this feast. She wasn't called to give every food that was needed. She was just called to bring the little that she had. And God is the one that made it work. Um, And so another good reminder was that God doesn't send us there. God invites us and says, I'm here. Will you come over here too? And we can do it together. And so that was another really good reminder for me. Um, So that's what I've been paying attention to this week is where I am, what God has given me so that I can bring that faithfully, and then also what I'm lacking so I can let God provide for me in the things that I don't have. So... Good morning. Oh my goodness, I haven't been here for like, I don't know, almost two years. Can you believe that? Two years. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I'm going to come at this really different. (laughs) But John, what you talked about, where we're going and in the future, you confirmed what I'm supposed to share today. So, at the end of the seminar, we were asked if there was anything that we wanted to leave behind that wasn't going to go forward with us. And my word was apathy. kind of due to COVID and everything else that's happened in the last couple of years, I think a lot of us have found ourselves feeling that way, mostly about gathering. Um, So I have not been apathetic about my faith, (laughs) but I have been apathetic about gathering. This morning, when I was letting my cat out at 3.30 in the morning, and I couldn't quite, you know, I was having trouble settling back down. I was praying some more about this morning and what the Lord shared with me. And I will tell you, I have prayed that the words that come from my mouth this morning are from the throne of God only. What? God shared with me this morning was apathy has been the prevailing spirit over the church for years. Apathy didn't let us save the children. 
apathy let them take prayer out of our schools. And apathy took down the Ten Commandments. Unless you're teaching your children the Ten Commandments, they're not going to know them. They've been relegated to an antiquity pile somewhere in the bowels of schools. God is saying, wake up, sleeper. Wake up. We are in the middle of a spiritual battle. It is time for us to stand up and be counted. I'm going to be perfectly blunt. Church, because of the apathy has gotten bland. Quite frankly, we're just bland. There are gifts from the Holy Spirit that are used specifically to build up the body of believers. Word prophetic, words of knowledge, those are for those of us who are called by his name. It's to edify us, build us up, encourage us. Has anybody gotten a word of knowledge anytime lately? When we're gathering, that should be a regular thing. Those of us who have the gifts of tongues, and I know I'm not the only one in the room, There needs to be an interpreter, because if I say something that I feel like the Lord has put on my heart to share with all of you, then someone's got to interpret it. That's the way it works. Oh, I had no idea when I laid down apathy, like, whoa, (laughs) what the Holy Spirit was going to start sharing with me. (laughs) So, John King, I'm so glad you're here this morning, because I went, I'm just asking you to um, agree with me, but when you first went to Africa, you came back a changed man. Part of that change was because what you saw in Africa that you weren't seeing in the church here. Am I correct? Yes. So, you know, some people are called um, to address the world and the brokenness. I am called to equip believers because he's counting on us. So I haven't done this for a while, but I'm going to ask you all just to do a short repeat-after-me prayer. So we're going to do some repenting first, and then we'll do some celebrating. 
I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I want someone to be courageous enough to tell me what they get from the Lord after we've said the prayer. Okay? Okay. Oh, gracious God. I repent of feeling apathetic towards your church and the things that you want to accomplish in my life. Lord, I ask you in return, what will you give me? It's in Jesus' holy name, amen. Did anybody get a picture, a word? Do you have the courage to stand up and say it? Okay. Maybe it'll come in a minute. So this is my prayer for you. Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire. Fall on us, O Lord, waking up spiritual gifts of healing, restoring, prophecy, words of knowledge, speaking in tongues, interpreter of tongues, that we may bring you glory and praise that the world will know you are a living, loving, magnificent God. I pray that you will raise up evangelists among us and that you will forgive us, Lord, for saying yes to apathy. We renounce that spirit over the church and trust you, Lord, to purge our hearts and fill them with your burning love and and power. O God of Abraham and Jacob, give us a new anointing of power and gifts, align our hearts with yours, and use us in the current battle as your foot soldiers. Thank you, Jesus, for the honor of bringing our request to you, where the answer is always yes. Amen. Wow, thank you, ladies. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, so much good stuff, isn't it? Just, just thinking through. I'm just thinking through the themes and stuff as I'm. We're sitting there and just listening to God talk about the body, um, talk about our here. I think that that's this is something that's been on our hearts for months now, right? Is this idea of, and I, I failed in this in my life. I've said, well, God, when I send, you send me to Taiwan, I'm going to be real serious about you. God, when I go here, there, I'm going to be, and then the Lord is like, well, what are you doing here? You're not going to do anything over there that you're not doing here. You're not going to magically be a different person, right? I think John King has shared that, you know, when we talk about people who, young people who have these ideas and we want to go over here and the question is, well, what are you doing right here? 
Like, do you think that you think just because you're over there, everything's going to change? And God has us here for a reason. God has us. I, Lord, I've asked the Lord to take me out of Murfreesboro because I'm tired of living here. I'm just being real like I've lived here my whole life. I like the city. I love the city, actually. I love Murfreesboro. But, you know, I'm kind of like Lauren. Sometimes I'm just ready for the next. And God said, well, <laughs> nope. Maybe one day. Maybe not. Maybe I'll be 100 years old and I'll be buried in some grave here in Murfreesboro. And the Lord will just say, well, that's what I want you to do. <laughs> but uh, over the next several weeks, I do want to think through as we're getting these opportunities with Julie, with Mitchell Nielsen, and all these different things, and other opportunities that the Lord may bring up, how we can really fan into flame the gifts that we all have. Because, like, this morning was awesome. Like, it was great to hear from all these ladies that the Lord had things that he had been sharing and speaking, and the body needs to hear that, right? If I'm the hand, you don't need to just hear from the hand all the time. You know, it's, it's just, it ain't that great. You know, we need the whole body working together. And when we do, it's something beautiful. The Lord shared with me this morning, then I'll be, I'll be done, was if we, like, I've just, the Lord has been really rocking me with, we are the body of Christ. Like, he's seated on his throne and on earth through his spirit. Like, we are the body of Christ. But it's not just people don't encounter Jesus in the fullness when they encounter me. They encounter Jesus in the fullness when they encounter church, the body. Why? I mean, I have certain gifts, but maybe someone can't experience the encouraging gift that so-and-so, the gift of encouragement that someone has, or someone may not experience, you know, the gift of helps like someone else has, the gift of hospitality. They don't get to experience that part of Jesus if they only know me. It's we, it's us in community. And I think some of the greatest moments that I've seen people's lives changed Seth, you can agree, was, has been when the body is in community together, and they're like, what is that? I've never experienced that. Why Jesus says that it's the love that we have for one another. Someone's going to be like, what are you guys and gals doing? Like, there's just something different about the family together. And I, that's a plea to say we need you all. <laughs> if we don't have you all, that we are missing gifts. And if you don't think that you have gifts that's a lie, as we said last week. And I love Greg's challenge from last week that said, and I'm going to encourage us to do that, to encourage others to say, you know what? You know, you, you kind of have a prophetic gift, I think, inside of you. <laughs> the Lord is, you know, and, and just encourage each other in whatever that may be. And so, and give opportunity for us to operate in that as a body, not just here, but here and out there. I'm excited. I'm fired up. Woohoo! Right? All right. Let's, uh, worship team, if y'all wants to come up here. Nathan, do we have time to sing a song, or do you want to come up here and do your prayer request? Okay. Just want to make sure. Father, I'm so grateful that you haven't put the pressure of being everything on one of us. <laughs> I'm so thankful, Father, that I don't have to sweat it out because I have to be everything to everyone. I'm so thankful that you've given a body so that I can participate and a body so that I can be encouraged, so that we can all participate in and that we can all receive encouragement. And Lord, I thank you for the ladies that, um, that wasn't easy 
I mean, for some of them, maybe it was, but for some, it may not have been easy to get up in front of 40 or 50 people and to share what you had. And I thank you for that, Father. And Lord, I also thank you for the ladies that didn't share in, on the mic, but are sharing and they're using their gifting. They're, they're living out what they learned and they're sharing with their friends what they learned. And I thank you for that, Father. And I pray uh, what Megan said, Lord, I pray that, that this would not be something that uh, not only they experience, but now that we've got to experience part of it, and then we just kind of forget about it, or we forget about it two or three weeks down the road, but or <clears throat> that it would continue to be something where we're growing and we're changing, and, and the body is being built up, Father. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for all that you're doing here. Ah, we're excited about what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.